Hey everybody, it's John Halpin. Welcome to the Wednesday, June 7th edition of the Fox Sports Fantasy Podcast. I'm here with my friend Will Singer, and we are going to talk. Will did a piece recently about the new offensive coordinators around the NFL and, and what the fantasy impact of those coordinators might be. And those, some of those coordinators came with new head coaches. Um, one is a new head coach, technically. Um, well, the first thing I want to ask, the Jets are one of the teams w- with a, a new offensive coordinator. Words out that they're reportedly going to cut or trade Eric Decker. Um, is, does anybody benefit? The, the Jets look like they're going to be a train wreck. <laughs> but does anybody benefit here from this? I mean, Anunua and Powell would be the likely candidates, you would think. I mean, right. I hope it looks like Josh McCown's going to be throwing Anunua. And Josh McCown's not terrible. But, but does anyone get help here from I me mean, with Decker gone? Well, I like Decker, actually. I mean, can Anunua be fantasy relevant? Well, uh, sure. I mean, you know, if he can continue to build upon what they had last year, I think that would certainly be, a, you know, a probable. Uh, sequence of events um you know i would imagine the, the thing with mccown i know everyone thinks he's terrible um the thing with mccown is that his actual game success has not been good like he you know he'll throw for a bunch of yards but he'll lose the game um but in fantasy that, that doesn't matter so right. um you know he could very well put up numbers and still continue to lose which is why you know i hate this i, I don't i think they are tanking Yes. Uh, so I think it kind of fits right in, but um, in that he'll be putting up numbers and then doing just enough to lose the game. Um, so, uh, you know, certainly those receivers, and then the two running backs, uh, you know, Powell and Forte, um, they'll certainly have their fair share of opportunities as well going forward. Yeah. Um, Anunwa, by the way, 58 catches, 857, and four touchdowns last year. And as far as the running backs, there, there looks like some sort of timeshare, but mm-hmm. Powell. I mean, he caught 58 passes last year. If they're losing by a lot in every game, who knows how many dump-offs he can get. Right. Um, the thing is, and right now, in early drafts, he's going way too early. Right. People are jumping all over him right now. Mm-hmm. So, and I, Yeah, and I will say, you know, since they did spend so much of their draft picks on defense, or so many, I should say, um, you know, if they're decent on that side of the ball, they could have more opportunities, you know, shorter field, um, turnovers, that kind of thing. So maybe that'll help a little bit in terms of the uh, you know the fantasy value of some of those offensive guys. All right, yeah, but Jet fans this year don't don't be optimistic at all about anything. Um, they're they're trying to out Browns the Browns possibly. <laughs> yeah, that goes. All right, everybody, if you like this podcast, remember to subscribe to it wherever you're listening. Also, if you're on Twitter, Will is at Fox Sports Singer. I'm at Jhelpin37. Ask us questions, football, baseball, whatever you got. Okay, we're going to talk about those other coordinators. Um, most of them, anyway, maybe not all. First, the Falcons. That's an interesting one. Kyle Shanahan left. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian, bit of a surprise. He just got in Alabama, uh, mm-hmm. and he, he's now going to run the offense with the Falcons. Are we – I mean, he, he's never been a, a pro head coach or coordinator. Um, we're not entirely sure what to expect. As you noted in, in your story, he, he's had some running back success. Uh, should we expect more of the same out of the Falcons? Uh, I would imagine so. Um, I, I believe, you know, most of their offense is intact, which is good. Um, I don't know how intact their psyches are after that Super Bowl loss, but um, I think as long as Sarkeesian doesn't totally, like, you know, drive them off a cliff, they should be still they should still be pretty good. 
um, you know, unless they're totally figured out by opposing defenses. Um, but they, they have so much talent. You know, they're solid at quarterback, um, great at receiver. Um, they got two really good running backs. Um, you know, maybe they don't get quite to the heights of, you know, the historic heights they did last year with Shanahan. But even if they take, you know, one step back, they'll still be really good. Yeah, uh, I agree. I, and I'm not uh, – this change is not making me move any Falcons around in my rankings. It sort of right. didn't – I don't want to say it didn't register because obviously it registers, especially with a sort of a bigger name guy like Sarkeesian. But uh, it didn't make me say, ooh, well, I re- might have to really reconsider somebody. Right. Um, Kyle Shanahan might, though. So he's the head coach and offensive – in title, he's the offensive coordinator of the 49ers too, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So, so the guys, it looks like Brian Hoyer is going to start a quarterback right now. That's what we've got. Uh, yeah, I'd have to imagine unless Matt Barkley has uh, some sort of renaissance in training yeah. camp or something. Yeah, I don't know if we're um, going to – I don't know about that. I, I'm, I will let, so let's <laughs> guess Hoyer, right? Okay. Right. Um, so the guys we got to watch here. I mean, you're not – fantasy-wise, I mean, may, maybe in some two-quarterback league, Hoyer's your QB two or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not you know you, you're not going out of your way to draft Hoyer, right? But the guys you got to look at, I think, Carlos Hyde, who's had trouble staying on the field, and Pierre Garcon, who Shanahan's mm-hmm. worked with before. Um, uh, are you are, do one or the other or both or neither? I guess have you optimistic? I think if I had to choose, Garcon's probably the guy. Um, he had two of his biggest years with Shanahan in Chicago, I, or excuse in me, Washington, in Washington, right. I believe. Um, so I, I think he's the standout there. Um, and as we saw last year, when he has a, a big name, a, like a definitive number one receiver, um, he can really do some damage there, you know, as a coordinator. So um, Garcon would be the guy. I think he's still only 30 years old. I was kind of surprised when I saw that. Um, so he's, you know, he's still got some, uh, some peak years left. Um, and if Hyde can stay on the field, I think he'll be good too. Uh, the problem is the quarterback thing. You know, if Hoyer, uh, who has a history of injuries, you know, if he's off the field, suddenly it falls to Barkley and things could really go into a tailspin there. So, uh, uh it could be tough, but Garcon would be my choice there. Garcon, by the way, uh, in two years of Shanahan in Washington, 2012, 2013, uh, there were some injuries in 2012, but in 2013, 113 catches, 1,346 yards. Um, wasn't shy about throwing to him. Right. So, um, yeah, that, I, I like I mean, PPR leagues. I, th- I think Garcon's going to be – thing is, he's, he's another one. With people who do what we do, he's, he's not being underrated. People are all kind of looking and saying, ooh, he's the, he's the only guy standing really there in their receiving core. I mean, you know, Marquis Goodwin, uh, Jeremy Curley, there's is, this, this is not a bunch of stars there. Right. Um, all right, Broncos, uh, Mike McCoy. Um. The running back committee, one of the things you wrote, you, you kind of looked at the running back situation. You see a committee. I think we all saw that. I, I was kind of looking – a few months ago, I was really looking forward to C.J. Anderson. And, I mean, they still have Devontae Booker, but he, I just, he was just okay last year. Anderson got hurt, but they signed Jamal Charles. And I, we, mm-hmm. we have no idea what Jamal Charles has left in the tank right now. But are, are you – basically, is this a running back – situation to avoid and and what does McCoy bring to the table on that yeah I mean uh, as far as the running backs I think if you can get one maybe as a like a late round flex option I think that would be best but you can't Um, you can't get Anderson down there (laughs) well right um so then I would probably just avoid it then if he's going too high in your draft um because there's just so many 
such a hodgepodge back there. And then Charles, who uh, I was, you know, foolishly took a flyer on last year on my own fantasy team, uh, that did not turn out well. So, um, you know, it's going to be, and then what if Charles ends up being really good? Then, um, it could create even more of a, you know, of a mess that back there. So I think if there are any winners out of the group or if McCoy brings any positives to it, it would be the tight end. Um, as I wrote with uh, Jake, Butt, um, you know, kind of emerging there as their best pass catching option. Um, you know, so I think that's the main thing that he brings, but yeah, the, the running backs are, as you said, kind of a mess. So I'd probably avoid that one. All right. Um, I'm trying to look for where CJ Anderson's going in drafts. Um, hold on. I know everybody wants to listen to me talk. Okay. So right now I'm looking at ADP on fantasy football calculator.com. CJ Anderson, low end of the fourth round in a 12 teamer. Is that Mm -hmm. too rich for you considering the situation? Uh, Yeah. Short answer. Yes. Um, I think (laughs) it's funny how like one round can make a difference in, you know, the, uh, the drafting of someone. Um, I'd probably say like he's right outside there. Um, but depending on how your draft board falls, you know, maybe he does slip a little bit. Maybe you can snag him there. Yeah. Um, Top four rounds might be a little tough for me. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I'm hoping. I think with the if Charles has some sort of good camp or you know OTAs mm-hmm. or whatever, maybe it creates a value for Anderson. Right. Because I tend to think that Anderson will be the most productive back. I don't know how much. I mean, you can always you know wonder if Jamal Charles is going to get hurt again or something. But um, yeah, that's what, I mean. Jamal Charles played eight games in the last two years, right? And, and he's 30 years old. I mean, it's not like mm-hmm. he's been heavily worked, but um, I. I I'm hoping that I can get C.J. Anderson at a relatively discounted rate right now. And, and in Ju- June 7th, I can't, but maybe August 7th, I can't. Right. Um, Redskins, Matt Cavanaugh, is Kirk Cousins just going to keep throwing lots of attempts? I mean, the, the volume is where Kirk Cousins becomes a good fantasy quarterback, probably an underrated fantasy quarterback. Do you see the volume continuing with him? I'd have to imagine, especially with uh, Terrell Pryor, you know, joining the, the ranks there. Um and he's in a contract year, which, you know, who knows how that'll play out, play out. But I think it'll be, uh, you know, he'll want to prove himself and get that long-term deal finally. Um, but, you know, if you're if you're good at something, just keep doing it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, you know. Right. Um, they still have Jordan Reed. Um, so why not? They do. And, and the other receivers are not – I mean, James Crowder's a nice receiver. They drafted Josh Doxson in the first round last year, and he was hurt. I mean, I, I, I can't – I don't want to count on him. I mean, obviously, we're not going to – but we're not going to write – you know, we're not going to write him off either. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they drafted him high for a reason. And, and, you know, he's kind of a big, strong target. I don't know. That, that's – I mean, I, I think his weapons are maybe better. Yeah. So. And this is – yeah, sorry. This is another team where – they kind of also have a mix of C plus to kind of B minus running backs back there. Right. Um, they they have uh, Matt Jones, Robert Kelly, Chris Thompson, and then drafted Samaje Perine. So that's a lot of uh, traffic, you know, back there in the backfield. So um, unless one of them really kind of breaks out in the preseason, which is you know which is possible, it's still June. Um, you know, I, I might steer clear of that one as well, but. Um, you know, there, there should be some value there, especially with as much room as Cousins will create in terms of getting the safeties like back off the line of scrimmage. Um, there'll be production there. Um, I know Gruden 
uh, I wrote as well. I included a little tidbit where he wants to run a little more in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Um, so if someone can, you know, kind of come to the front of the pack there, um, look for that guy. Uh, right. But it's it's hard to say who that is now in terms of because just because it's so early and there's so many running backs. Right. Every oh, my dog made an appearance. That's good. Um, <laughs> yeah, Perrine seems to be the one everybody is looking at. And I think I think Rob Kelly is actually being forgotten a little too much. At this point, it's early, and everybody wants to jump on Perrine. And Rob Kelly, I was in a mock where Rob Kelly went undrafted. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, <laughs> yeah, I, I know that there's that he's not great and that there's a challenger for the job now. But, you know, let's not go crazy here. The guy actually was mm-hmm. decent last year. Uh, Matt Jones, by the way, has been t- – he didn't report to OTAs after he was told that he is the team's number five running back. So, everybody, <laughs> don't, don't remember last year when we all drafted Matt Jones in the fifth round and we got all excited? <laughs> that's not working out anymore. Um, Rob Kelly, by the way, another note. I'm just looking through notes on these players. Rob Kelly's body fat down from 18% to 13%. We can't call him Fat Robin. Uh-oh. I guess. Okay, there we go. Right? Best shape of his life, Will. <laughs> now we have to draft him. Um, all right. Uh, Jaguars. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett. Look, I, I think Hackett, Doug Marone, as the head coach, we're looking at a very run-heavy team. They drafted Leonard Fournette. I don't think there's any mystery here with the Jags. And, and I think the fallout here is that they're probably going to – the receivers, you probably weren't going back to Bortles anyway mm-hmm. after last year, even with volume. But uh, I think the receivers probably get dinged there. Allen Robinson probably gets dinged on, on targets because they, you'd have to think they're going to run more. Right. Yeah, and I guess my question would be, and I'm sure you could chime in on this, like if we know uh, Fournette is the guy, we might have even talked about this last time, but uh, if we know Fournette's the guy, how much does that, you know, and opposing teams kind of say, well, if they do start Blake Bortles, he's certainly not going to beat us throwing. Um, so do we worry at all about, uh, you know, him being kind of like the obvious fantasy option, like our defense is just going to hone in on him and try to shut him down every week? Um, I, I, I think it's going to – I think they're going to try. I think it depends on how much better their offensive line gets. Okay. But um, he, he's, he should be pretty solid. I, I'm, not, I'm not worried about Fournette. I'm, I'm drafting Fournette in the second round, and I'm not worried about it. Yeah. Um, because I do think – thing is, I think they're going to run more, but I don't think they're going to be one of those teams that just – you know I mean? They can't – I know Bortles is kind of a mess sometimes. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's, you know, Coughlin's in, and there's a new coach and all that. But I don't think we're going to go from Bortles throwing a heck of a lot to Bortles throwing never. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't think they're going to turn. I think they might be more balanced. I mean, I do think Fournette will be very busy, but I mean, you know, they've got. I mean, Allen Robinson's a pretty darn good receiver, mm-hmm. and they're not just going to not throw to him. So um, I, I do think there will be some balance there, and I don't think you're going to be seeing, let's say, you know, the the, the stereotypical eight man box to right. to shut down Fournette all the time. Yeah. And they've got Hearns and uh, Lee out there, too, so uh, you know, right. should be able to. Uh, you'd imagine that would create some lanes for Fournette. Yeah, not a bad bunch at all. Um, all right, Rams. So new regime there with offensive with an offensive head coach. Um, Ty Gurley's early ADP is 17 overall, which is middle of the second round. Or do, do you think – I mean, it, the, the, thing, the argument I kept using for Gurley last year was – and it didn't work out. Was everybody said, well, his offensive line's terrible. I went, his offensive line was bad last year, and, and he averaged, you know, 90-something yards a game. Mm-hmm. And he was really good. And last year, I, I guess in 2016, it got even worse 
and Goff was even worse than the quarterbacks. They well, Goff didn't play the whole year, but um, I, I I feel like there. I mean, there's nowhere to go but up for Gurley, and the ceiling is really big. Are you right. are you optimistic that I I think middle of the second round? If I got him there, I think I'd be excited because I think yeah. you've got RB. You know top five running back upside for sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think he, like you said, there's nowhere to go, but up his yards per attempt shrank last year um, to, uh, to about 3.2 per attempt. Ugh. So, you know, with that zone blocking scheme, if Lef- I'm just assuming LaFleur has the same uh, uh, philosophies as Shanahan, which may or may not be correct. I'm not sure on that one, but if he does, well, um, I, you know, we say not right. 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 Yep. If uh, if he has uh, you know those big lanes with the zone blocking scheme and everything, um, if they do like if they're just average, he should be able to be pretty good. Um, so yeah, I think you know second round, like you said, that would be a great pick. Um, and gosh, it's he's such a talented player; it'd be hard to uh, to submarine that his fantasy stock that much. Um, Goff does scare me. But not enough to where I'd back off Gurley totally. All right. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I think middle of the second round, you know, last year we were all drafted third overall or whatever, and that didn't right. work. But, um, I mean, again, in 2015, they had bad quarterbacks and a bad offensive line, and the guy got 1,100 yards in 13 games and 10 touchdowns right. because he's right. just really good. Right. Um, It'll be a classic year of like, whoa, Todd Gurley is really good. Why did we not draft him earlier? <laughs> right. It would be a possibility. Um, the Bills – uh, Sean McDermott, new head coach, Rick Dennison, new offense coordinator. Um, you seem to think you noted in what you wrote that that Dennison was with the Texans with Arian Foster when Arian Foster was awesome. Mm-hmm. And so, so I would imagine you think this is this is a good situation for Shady McCoy to continue being really, really good. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think uh, I believe McCoy is about thirty. It's twenty-eight. If I'm not. So he'll be twenty-nine. Oh, he really? in, twenty-nine okay. in July. Yep. So okay, there you go. Um, so he's you know he's still in his prime uh, for sure. I'd say. Um, uh, so again, if he can do it with last year's staff, I would imagine he can do it with a you know a running scheme ace like Dennison. Um, but yeah, I mean it's hard. He's so good, McCoy. You know, <laughs> if he has an, an inch, he'll he'll take a mile. So um, I think he's definitely still going to be a really good running back for you in the fantasy ranks. Okay, so one of the things McCoy has commented on is that they when, when Dennison was with the Texans, they threw to Foster a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and McCoy can catch like 50 passes last year. One year he caught 78 with the Eagles. So mm-hmm. this is, the, the good thing about McCoy here, it, you look at last year. So last year, 14 touchdowns total. And yards from scrimmage was over 1,600 and did it. He only carried about 234 times. So he wasn't worked hard. The average 5.4 carry. There's a lot of, um, there, there's a lot to like here with him. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm a Tyra Taylor fan. So okay. um, I, I like, I mean, he's not going to put up big passing numbers, but he always sneaks in. He's a productive sort of borderline fantasy QB1. Right. You know, those, uh, those rushing. Yeah. Sorry. Those rushing, uh, touchdowns as a quarterback really help out your offense as well right um but yeah if you had uh i think i had mccoy in 2013 which was one of his really good years with uh chip kelly and he was just awesome that you're catching the ball out of the backfield so 
Um, if they can get any semblance of that, he'd be he's going to be a great option this year. Yeah, it sounds like um, Jeremy Macklin is a Bills target. He's actually this. We're doing this Wednesday morning. Uh, it sounds like he's in Buffalo, and I saw someone on Twitter joke, they're not letting him leave. <laughs> Basically, he's there for a second day, and McCoy's recruiting him pretty hard. And I wouldn't think that makes Macklin a really good fantasy option, but maybe it loosens things up a little for, for Sammy Watkins and, and maybe even some, some lanes for McCoy if, if the passing mm-hmm. weapons are good. Um, last one, the Raiders have a new OC. The, the Ra- okay, so the passing game, we're solid. We're good. You know the the the, co- the coordinator is promoted from from quarterback coach, right? So correct. All right. So the receivers and the quarterback were good, but now we got Marshawn Lynch, and we got Marshawn Lynch running behind a really good line. Um, I tend to, I, I'm I'm anti old guy when it comes to <laughs> fantasy football and fantasy baseball. To be honest with you, I mean I don't. I don't mind veterans. Like, I'm not the guy who has to get the, as Fowler would call it, the shiny new toy rookie all the time. Mm-hmm. But when guys get to a certain age, I think to myself, I'd rather be a year too early than a year too late getting off this train. And I'm not going to invest in a guy. Like Basically, if, if some veteran falls to me you know, mid to late or whatever at a decent value, it's fine with me. But I don't think that Marshawn Lynch is going to fit that. Right now his ADP is 26 overall. The oh guy goodness. hasn't played – he played seven games in 2015. He didn't play last year. He's 31 years old. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm out. What, what do you think of Marshawn Lynch? <laughs> yeah, I would agree with you. Um, I don't know how a year of – I mean, maybe he <laughs> – so maybe he's not eating Skittles and, you know, doing all kinds of crazy things for the last year and a half or whatever. But, um, gosh, at 31, I have a hard time believing he's going to be as good as he was, you know, in those great Seattle years. Um, he would certainly be a red zone threat, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, but I believe you said, what was it, uh, 26 overall, did you say? 26 overall is his ADP, according to Finnish Football Calculator. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 12-team league, that's what, round, early round three? That's so, early round three. Yeah, that's that's tough. I mean. I think you would have especially... to be insane to do that. <laughs> I really do. I, I, I can't imagine picking him that early after him basically taking two years off. Yeah, that's, I don't know about that. That's crazy. Um Maybe not as uh, crazy as taking some of those rookies early, which I'm sure Fowler, I don't even know Fowler had a nice little run on that one last time. But, yeah, um, yeah that's, that's, that's way too high. Um, if he's like, if he falls, again, if he falls, um, but that's the thing. I don't see Lynch falling because big names like that, I think him and Peterson are going to jump up early just because of their names. If, like, you're in your normal average Joe uh, fantasy football draft and you're not necessarily in a room full of experts, um, I think that could very well happen. So maybe, you know, if someone that should been, should have been taken in Lynch's spot falls to you, that'll be a good, uh, yeah. you know, outcome of that. And don't, don't even get Peterson's ADP is bottom of the fourth round. Don't even get me started on that one. <laughs> I mean, there's no way there's no way. And I know I bet against him two years ago and he got 1400 something yards, mm-hmm. but then another one, he's, you know, a lot of work, 32 years old. I mean, I know the offensive line for the Vikings last year is bad, but Peterson, come on. Plus Ingram yeah. good. So, I, again, another, I mean, the, the, the investment it's going to require to own Adrian Peterson on a team 
that throws the ball a ton and still has Mark Ingram makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's just, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. It just seems like those are two Peterson and Lynch just seem like they're too good to be true. You know, um, we see this all the time in sports where let's say a guy goes to the Spurs in San Antonio in basketball and this, this guy's going to be a great spur. And he just never really does anything. Right. Um, it, it's kind of reminds me of that. Um, so I don't think, yeah, I don't think either one of those guys are going to be, have huge years. Um, right. Certainly not up to their standards anyway. I meant so, yeah, I'm so out on those two guys, especially Lynch with, 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 the, with the draft cost. All right, Will, thanks. This was good stuff. Um, go to foxsports.com slash fantasy. Everybody check out this article that we were writing that Will wrote uh, recently. It's really good. Uh, what else are you up to this week? Uh, right now I'm working on a piece to see if the uh, Patriots fantasy bump that everyone kind of assumes is real. Um, is actually real. So we're going to see if, you know, Hawkins and uh, Cooks are going to have great years. Are they going to fit in that kind of thing? So it should be pretty good. Yeah, Cooks and a lot, lot of mouth to feed in that offense. Right. So, um, all right. Will, thanks a lot. This was great. Everybody, again, subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever. Also, the rest of our coverage, foxsports.com slash fantasy, uh, the article that Will talked about and that we talked about already, plus uh, a lot of football and baseball, plus our rankings. Please go check it out. We'll have more podcasts next week or another podcast next week. So uh, please come on back. For Will Singer, I'm John Halpin. Thank you for listening to the Fox Fantasy Podcast.